Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 206. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy. I've come swagging in the podcast studio today. Mm, Sauntered. Like, like like Connor bloody McGregor. Mm. I've, I've walked in here this morning after, can only be described as possibly the biggest match, I want to go as far as saying the world, took place on Friday, YouTube, hopefully you've all seen it. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about life at the moment. What about those slept people listening or watching the podcast who haven't seen your match yet about, about against Grant Horvat? Do you want to throw any spoilers in now or is your attitude enough of a spoiler already? <laughs> I think I spoiled it before the video went out. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of talk, I mean, you know what, it's more, it's not the fact that the result went the way it went. And for those people who haven't seen it yet, I won't give it away, but... <laughs> Rick won! <laughs> it was the fact I did really play solid golf, mm. like really, really solid. I, I put a couple of footsteps wrong, but overall, um, you know, at times I was three up in the match. Like I had, I had my foot on his throat. Now... He did wiggle free and actually end up taking me down the last hole. But yeah. either way, I, I did think also, I think the relief, the fact that I let him in back into it, I let him back into it after 17 holes, after playing really solid golf. And I was coming down the 18th hole. It was all square. And I thought, I'm going to throw this away. And, and I really, really, really didn't want to lose it at that point. And the fact that I went on and held my nerve, hit two really solid shots into the green, mm -hmm. two putted to win the match it just felt it was it, it was like relief it was like you could probably see it on the video like i was actually just genuinely relieved yeah i think I, i'm sure 99.9% .9 of people listening to the podcast watching the podcast know grant is if you don't know who grant horvat is he was in good good he's now on his own killing it on youtube we spent a lot of time filming with him and he is a very, very good golfer. Well, he was on the podcast. Of course he was. All, all but four weeks ago. Of course so. he was. So most people will know him, yeah. I imagine. If you don't, that's who he is. And, you know, we've seen a lot of him play golf many a time. He's one of those golfers just really, really solid. So you knew to beat him in a match play. And although these games are fun, there's great camaraderie on and off camera, nobody wants to lose a game of golf. You certainly did not want to lose to him. And if you did lose, you wanted to be a, a tight loss. Yeah. Down 18, down 17. When we um, teased the video was coming, 
the overwhelming majority of people, and, and we must admit, probably rightly so, we're in the camp of Grant because your game hasn't been trending as good as it has been. And to beat Grant Horvat, you need to be firing at all cylinders. Do you know what the catalyst for all of this hard work and <laughs> dedication and genuinely in the last few weeks and months has been like, there's been a catalyst. And when I remind you, you'll, you'll know unless you do remember. I don't. Before Grant came over mm-hmm. to the UK. Oh, I do know this. Sorry. And me and Grant and Guy, we were, we were chatting and having having uh, messages between each other around about what videos are we going to do. Yeah. And, and it was natural. We were going to shoot a couple of scramble videos, going to have a couple of little fun games, this, that, and the other. And Grant proposed an idea. Mm. Like, let me, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up, Guy. Do you think that's the, the that's I right think you should absolutely do? bring it up. Because this, this message, this right here is the the main reason right now why I'm working as hard as I ever, ever, ever have done on my game. You know what? I'm going to thank him. Thanks, I'm going to put, this is going to be a clip on YouTube, a podcast clip, and it's going to be titled by Grant Horvath, angered Rick Shields. And I think he woke the beast. He, he, he poked the bear. The bear got absolutely poked. And the bear didn't want to be poked. I can't <laughs> find the message now. Anyway, we, we were back and forth with, with ideas. And Grant proposed an idea to me. Mm, so this was going to be for his channel. For his channel. Yes. He said, let's do a match, you against me. I was like, okay, great. Sounds sounds perfect. <laughs> yes. Where I, Grant, tee off the bat tees. Yeah. The championship tees, the tiger tees. So Grant, good play, is off the bat tees, played against Rick Shields. Rick goes off the same tees, I presume? He wanted me, he proposed... <laughs> that I went off the front tees. Wow. Wow. And that, that flicked a switch. What would we say in terms of distance, depending on the golf course? 1,000, 1, 1,500 yards difference, potentially? He flicked the switch that he didn't want to flick. Wow. And, and you know what? That, that, that pushed me. And I'm glad it did, because I, I sat there. I was at home. I remember getting the text, and I sat there. And it took me a minute. I was like... Is it has it gone that bad? These kids these days. Has my has my golf game gone so terribly bad that Grant, granted, very good player, yep. thinks that I need to play off the front tees to have a chance of beating him. Wow. So I didn't take lightly to the message. No. I actually responded with with quite a lot of sarcasm and and notable anger. And that video idea never got mentioned again, rightly so. And so I was like, right, that's it. Me versus Grant. I'm going to have your 18 holes match play after same bloody tees. And that's why I genuinely went into that match (laughs) with like a different mindset. And then the only other thing what Grant didn't realise, dealing with Rick Shields, the worldwide golf YouTube superstar, we've got fans in places all over the world. So when he got to Manchester Airport with his golf clubs, we made sure those clubs did not arrive safely. He did not get his own golf clubs. There was no chance I was going to lose that match. But yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it, it definitely frustrated me. It definitely sparked something in me to go, right, Rick. It, I looked at hard at myself in the mirror that afternoon. I was like, 
you're better than this, Rick. So <laughs> since that, I've been grinding. I've, I don't think I've ever hit as many golf balls in my life as I have done over the last six weeks. A uh, huge shout out to James Robinson, friend of the channel, who uh, just before the Grant week, I went out and played nine holes with him just to kind of, I hadn't played golf for a little while. I'd been in for a little minor op and I would needed, needed a bit of practice. And we went out for nine holes and, and obviously James, an unbelievable golfer. And, uh, as we were at third or fourth hole, he said, I hit one out of bounds to the right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he went, can I give you some tips? I was like, of course you can. And, and I'm always open to mm -hmm. tips from golf professionals. I have coached in the past, either from Dan Whitaker or other people. And James went, you know, at the moment your takeaway is looking quite open. I was like, yeah, it is something I'm always fighting against. He said, what about, what would happen if you did close that? I went, all right, just go straight left. And he went, right, well, hit it and see if you can, see if you can do the opposite. Instead of going open to closed, can you go closed to open? And a couple of first tee shots weren't great, but then I kind of got going. I said, oh, going into this week with Grant, I don't know if I should make a swing change. I think this is quite risky. And he looked at me square in the face <laughs> and he said, are you playing good golf at the moment? I said, no. He said, what does it matter then? I was like, fair dues. Sometimes said, those simple statements hit the hardest. It was the fact that Grant wanted me to tee off the ladies tee, or the front tee, should I say, to try and beat him. And he did actually also mention I should maybe playing ladies attire but apart from that <laughs> it was also james look at me straight in the face and went are you playing good golf at the moment i said no he said well let's make some changes good advice for everyone listening and, and I since think that the, the grant week i did play really solid yeah i hit the ball really well as you did at the belfry video Thank you. but then going into that match with grant at dunham forest i was like i'm taking you down and uh, since that sorry the golf no, has been much much better the videos that are coming out this week my golf is much better. I'm hitting the golf ball outrageously better. I've, I, I don't think I've seen as much improvement in such a short period of time. I think that's the thing. Everyone listening, watching knows golf is a hard sport. You're never, ever going to conquer golf. And we all know the reason it's so addictive is you probably play badly eight out of 10 times. And there's two where you play well. That's why you come back. You obviously are a PJ golf professional. You turn pro off three, four handicap. And obviously you've been a golf coach and a YouTube creator. And contrary to what people obviously think, you don't play as much as people think and you don't practice certainly as much as you probably should do because of obviously family equipments and having a business, et cetera, et cetera. And we've always been honest with the videos. If you play a bad round of golf, we put that out there. People often quite like it because it makes them realise that everybody has a bad day. As long as you can keep a smile on your face, it makes for entertaining viewing. However, and there's the caveat, when it starts to go bad, where you start to kind of lose confidence and you don't enjoy the filming quite as much as you would do playing well, which comes naturally, obviously, it doesn't always make for the best videos. And like you said, if you've got people who you think genuinely should have a, com a somewhat competitive match with, and, and this wasn't Grant being kind of cocky, but genuinely thinking there has to be some level of handicap system in there to make it a good match. I'm not surprised it rattled, it got you going. And, and what was really exciting was not only the result, yeah, you won, that was brilliant, but like the comments on the video as well. And thanks so much to everyone that has watched the video and commented. But one here I'm just looking at, annoyingly the person's name is a bit of like a random one. It's Mr. B. Oh, whatever. It's like numbers, but basically he said, and it's had 741 likes his comment. Best Rick has played in years. Barely any mistakes over 18 holes. And that's the level you need to play to, to beat someone like Grant. Well played. Yeah, no, it, it was good. It was, it was solid, solid golf. And as much as it wasn't like I shot six or seven under, which 
I do genuinely feel is, is in there somewhere. It has been in there in the past. It was the fact it was under pressure. I had to hit good shots and I did. Uh, one funny comment though, because I took a screenshot of it because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, Dan Penn won, however, mm-hmm. totally disagrees. Okay. This had to be scripted. Ah, God. Grant's approach on the 18th was a farce and his chip was laughable. Even with that terrible approach, the chip was an easy up and down. So basically, he thinks that Grant was was paid off. He threw the match. Was that message from Dan Penis, did you say? <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan Ben won. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that could be a mark. Why don't we get into that he scripting? Took that, he took that backswing on the chip before he'd even hit the ball. I was already shaking my head. I guess we'll have to look forward to the rematch now. Yawny face. Yawny face. You know what I don't get right? I understand <laughs> that everyone has got the right to either enjoy our content or anyone else's content or not enjoy it. That's fine. And you can either watch or not watch. And also, I would admit, I've done this myself, Everyone has little guilty pleasures of channels that actually on paper you don't like, but you can't stop watching. That's fair. Whether that be music as well or whatever. But to go to the extent of watching the game, watching the match. All the way to the 18th. In, in its entirety, to leave a negative comment like that, you've got to be thinking these pe- some of these people are a bit... Mm. How, how can that be scripted? <laughs> it's like, that would it be was good, dramatic. Though. Don't get me wrong. And it couldn't have gone any better. We can't script but, that. But would he then say, if Grant had have beat you five and four, he wouldn't then be saying, oh, it's scripted, was it? Yeah. So it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it. But anyway. anyway, 99.999% of the comments were very, very positive. Talking about, it was good to see me back in the, back in the, in the, in the seat, back in the driving seat and hitting the ball well. Um, Changes are coming. It was, and, and uh, we, we've had a, a busy week, lots of to catch up on, but one of the things we put on the uh, Facebook group today, as always, our amazing Facebook group, 100,000 members now, whoop, whoop. Um, was asking for questions for today's podcast, and we've had many, and we're going to kind of use those as the skeleton of today's podcast and work through them. But the one that kind of felt fitting as talking about Grant and that kind of wider YouTube golf landscape was a question that came up a lot, a hell of a lot, in fact. So this question is from Reese Colling. It says, what's happened with this YouTube master slash YouTube open? Not heard about it for ages. And we've seen that comment a lot, Rick. So could you give us a bit more insight and let the audience know what is happening with this YouTube masters? I'm waiting for tonight. There'll be a Nate Edwardson video, inevitably about this topic as well. So give us that content, Rick. So the, the, the grand plan, Again, going back to 2019 was the first ever YouTube golf day. The flag behind guy there where we had loads of creators from all around the globe, YouTube creators in the world of golf coming to Formby Hall and we ran the YouTube golf day. And the plan each and every year after that was to run a YouTube golf day. Mm -hmm. 2020, COVID hit. We could not run the YouTube golf day as originally planned. And there was conversations around maybe doing it one year in the UK, next year in the US, UK, US, etc. Obviously, I'm from the UK, a lot of my audience from the US, a lot of creators now are now in the US. So fast forward a few years, obviously COVID now has passed and genuinely a goal for this year was to create a new YouTube golf event. Mm. YouTube Major, YouTube Masters, YouTube Open, whatever it's going to be called. And Inevitably, I wanted to have the biggest creators in the world of golf to be at said event. Now, this year, because of logistical reasons, I wanted it to be in the UK. So we started to talk to golf courses who could have the capacity to holding, not sure of a of a tour event type 
event. Well, realistically now, let's be honest, if we had it in the UK, and let's just put a pin in the middle of the UK, around the Belfry area, middle of middle of UK, which is easy to get to, great infrastructure, how many people would come, do you reckon? That's what I mean. So we, wa- we wanted to, to have a ticketed event where people would pay for tickets to come and watch live. We wanted the biggest creators from around the world of in-golf, so a lot of the guys from the US, a lot of the guys from the UK, all in one area, one site. And the biggest hurdle and I didn't realize this at the time and we it's something we didn't do for the YouTube golf day back in 2019 probably for the same reasons we wanted to live stream it on YouTube and this mm. is really important that was so important because we understand if we had a ticketed event we'd like to think we were aiming for a couple of tens of thousands of fans turning up maybe 20,000 fans turning up to the ticket event however with the fact that we wanted to that's only a when you think about 20,000 people in the grand scheme of even just my channel for argument's sake, 2.7 million, there's a very small amount of people that can actually attend live. So we desperately, desperately wanted to put it on live on YouTube. This is where the hiccups that I, to be honest, I possibly overlooked started to kick in place. If you were to live stream a darts match, Mm -hmm. for argument's sake, yep. How easy is that? You Five or six cameras. If that, yeah. two cameras you could live stream. You could you could live stream a darts match, a professional darts match with two to three cameras. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy. It's stationary. You don't have to move. The cameras are fixed. Off you go, live, you're running. With a golf event, the same challenges that the PJ Tour encounter, the EP World Tour live encounter, is you've got to cover a huge area 18 holes of golf where really you're going to need two to three cameras on every single hole. Yeah. That's like 54, just for argument's sake, cameras and cameramen and crew with all that cable and all that wiring to get it back, whatever it may be. I just didn't potentially factor that in. So once we started to look at the possibilities of that, that once we started to look at the costings of that, we also started to reach out to creators. So Good Good, Bob Does Sports, a few other guys to say, listen, we are we have got this idea in the pipeline. We want to do it in the UK in autumn time. It would have, it would have, the original plan would have happened by now. Mm. Um, are you involved? We'd love to get you love to get you in it. And then either schedules are clashing or whatever it may be. And obviously I still didn't have the definitive bang. This is where it's happening. This is what's happening. I've got the live stream sorted, et cetera, et cetera. So it had to go on hold. It had to be put back on the, on the, on the to-do list until we got to a solution. Now we talked to YouTube themselves loads. Uh, YouTube, I've got a great partner manager and we talked to him loads about how can we actually do this? They've come up, come back with some incredible ideas, whether it's funded from sponsors, manuf- whoever, not manufacturers such, but sponsors, etc. cetera. Um, so at the moment, it is still going to happen. It's not going to happen this year. It's going to happen in 2023. 2024. 2024. We're looking to tie it in with potentially a tour venue already mm-hmm. and maybe piggyback off the tour venue itself. So I don't want to use any names just in case. The week after a tour event. Correct. Let, let's say it's not going to happen. Let's say, let's say. Augusta is the best example. Augusta the Masters, right? All the, all the camera there, all the infrastructure's there. The couple of days straight after Augusta National, for argument's sake, straight after the Masters, bang, we've got the YouTube Golf Masters. That could be a thing in five years, who knows? I mean, <laughs> if you, if Augusta are listening. Which they do. Augusta, <laughs> let's sort this out, all right? You know it makes sense. So, so, that currently is the plan. 
in that time period, I've also had lots of conversations with Good Good around about how we could potentially create a joint event. That's all I'll say at the moment because I don't want to speak on their behalf, but the conversations that I've been having is how can myself and Good Good have a joint event where it might be we hire the same venue for a week, argument's sake. I have a couple of days for the YouTube major. They have a couple of days for their own tournament, but it's uh, the, the the costings are split between the two channels. Yeah, That's what's currently happening. I'd love to give you a definitive date. It is now starting to look more likely to happen in the US in 2024. But believe me, if you're from the UK, Europe, et cetera, looking to bring it back to the UK in 2025. I wonder if, if we then put in work, we've not even discussed this yet, when I make the podcast, I have to cut it out. If we could have a massive giveaway for like two fans from the UK to come. So like we could actually put that people up potentially. Definitely. So, you know, even if you are a massive fan and you can't make it, we can get a couple of people out there. Yeah, I think, you know, again, this is why I'm so desperate to live stream it. Yeah. I don't want anybody to miss out. I know, I know we did the live podcast recently. We didn't, we didn't record it, but that was kind of more of an intimate, like more like a show. Yeah. This, this event, certainly my idea of a YouTube major is to have the biggest names creators at one venue, fill it with fan spectators, have a really cool festival style event where there's, there's good entertainment on there's places where you can go and buy your favorite creators merch. There's places where you can go and meet your favorite creators. We have a big barbecue and a bit of a, a bit of a, I was going to say a disco, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a concert after, you know, taking it, taking the best bits of what current, this jacket's quite, I'm going to take this jacket off. It's getting serious now. It was getting a bit crumply. Um, for me, it's like taking the best of what traditional golf does, um, whether that's stroke play event, similar to what PJ tour does, but sprinkling a bit of like the concert and the fun element of what livers brought to the party. Um, just, just kind of having a, an event, which I would argue might be the most watched golf event in the world on YouTube live streamed. I think it's got a chance. Yeah. So it's there. It's not quite there, there. It costs a bloody lot of money. So if you'd like to donate, <laughs> if you'd like to chip, chip in and, and cause I mean, when I talk about a lot of money, like, to, to live stream one day at a golf course. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. That was a good whistle actually for me. You do it. That's better, but. So, so it's, it's, it's not, it's not yeah. money you find down the back of the sofa. No, I think as well, what, what another kind of small, not hurdle, but something you'd have to think about, which we are doing as well, is what does it look like? Because obviously you want to know who's the best golfer on YouTube. Maybe excluding Bryson, because he's obviously, he's a tour pro, but like who's the best golfer? Who would win in that? You know, 18 holes. It could be handicapped. Play. Well, it could be handicapped or... Like Bryson can start off like... He can be... Plus seven. He can yeah, be seven, seven over. over. For, for argument's what sake. What would you start then? You well, and Grant? Apparently I'm playing after the front <laughs> tees, aren't I? By next year, think how good you could be. That's what I mean. Or will you have quit practicing? No. No. I've got, honestly, really got hungry for it at the moment. <sighs> at the moment. Wow. Because you know, people listening to the podcast know that I stick to things religiously. Of course you do. Like any, any fad that I've ever been into. Yeah. I, I really, really stick to. You go to every Man United home game. I still play badminton th oh, three times right. a week. Five aside, you actually just starting back. Well, that's carried on for the last six years. <laughs> darts, I'm semi-pro darts now. Yeah. So, um, running, marathons. Have still quit drinking? I have. Yeah, well, that's still, that's a good one. I've not drank for, since the live podcast. Wow. I don't that's plan like to 
till at least Christmas is the plan. That's a good idea. That's, I need to That's realistic detox. though. If yeah. it's still Christmas, that's because I think sometimes, and we all do this, but you in particular, and I do, I'll be honest, but probably bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink no, ever that, again, but it's just like... A little chill. Need a bit of a detox and a... Yeah, Christmas is a good target. Or maybe say December, mid-December because there's going to be inevitably Christmas dues and stuff. You know what's mad? And, and you only kind of realise this when you've maybe stopped doing something. At the moment, like I say, I've only been, God, less than 10 days not drinking. Maybe about 10 days. How much temptation there actually is. Mm. And how many adverts and um, just just general life. Like, there's a lot of alcohol kind of presented to people. Oh, that's why. I was watching, randomly, I was watching a video about this the other day. I think it popped up on my feed and I ended up just randomly watching it about this, that like most other, you know, drugs or addictions aren't really like celebrated in any other way that people are really push it on you. Whereas drinking like is so many, it's almost weird. I, and I've told this story before. I remember once um, actually at a DP World Tour event, Abu Dhabi, and I was with a player's caddy who I won't name and a few other people. Didn't know this guy at all. And he went to the bar to do a round and I literally just wanted a bottle of water. I was having a spell of just not drinking because I get really bad hangovers. It doesn't make me feel very good. Thankfully, not, don't have an issue with alcohol, but just wasn't drinking. Asked him to get me a bottle of water and he pulled a face and made a joke. And oh, I'm not going to the bar getting a bloody bottle of water. And this guy didn't have any idea about who I was, my history, my back, you know, he, he, nothing. And you do get pressed into drinking a lot. And it is one of those things that it is hard to break away from if you want to break mm. away from it. But it, For me, it's just like I say, it's just that break away from it rather than a full break away. But like, it's not only, it's only people's pressure, which I've not experienced to be honest, loads in that eight days, nine days, whatever it's been. But like advertisements mm. on TV or like you're flicking through social media and like- I That's because you follow Carling and <laughs> Cause Light. <laughs> I, think, I think my phone at the moment knows that I'm trying to eat healthy and I'm not drinking because all I get served is bloody alcohol adverts yeah. and amazing food adverts. Well, that brings me very nicely onto my next point. Last week, we named a burger establishment that we shall not be naming again, um, who we are very big fans of, who we wanted to get a sponsorship from. This is tongue in cheek, by the way, I must add. And a lot of people Do went on to- Cheek and tongue. <laughs> Sorry, He's back. Um, a lot of people went onto this this establishment's Instagram post saying sponsor Rick and Guy, sponsor the podcast, and they didn't engage with it whatsoever. So that burger place are having no more of our free publicity. Okay, forget on a, forget can we, it. Can we still order food from there? Yes, though? we can indeed. Oh, okay. And also one thing that was re- I, I don't mind it when people dislike me or dislike the podcast or our takes. That's fine. But one thing that annoys me is people who genuinely can't understand humour. Because if you remember, I think last week I said that the next live podcast we do, I don't want a beer for anybody, but I'd like the five pounds instead. Somebody commented on the podcast or somewhere saying that all I do is ask, being serious, I ask for money, that I want a sponsorship off the burger restaurant and I want people to give me money rather than alcohol. Well, do you still carry that? jingling pot around yes. well that's beside the point he doesn't know that he does not know that and guy he's got wearing second hand shoes uh, not bad. the three sizes too big for him yeah. but he still wears them he has, a, the clown he has a bucket down there that rattles um yeah it's funny uh, okay well that was um the last thing that i actually just want to jump onto this is a question again i've had in the group and just kind of why i'm on this youtube thing of ian rolf when is rick playing jimmy bullard Oof. so for those of you who don't know we would explain Jimmy Bullard as a former professional footballer. TV presenter. TV presenter, now turned kind of golf YouTuber with Tubes and Anne. She's joined their channel up six months ago or so. Has become a real asset to them. He's a great golfer, very funny guy. 
and a good golfer. Very, very good. good golfer. Scratch he, golfer. He tried to go open qualifying for a few times. He actually played in a number of Euro Pro events. He got mm. he got invites to quite a few Euro Pro events. Um, very good golfer. He's taken down some big names already. Um, I think I'm feeling more comfortable now because the game is trending in the correct way. I think a few months ago, he would have absolutely wiped the floor with me. I think now... I think I could take on anyone. <laughs> right now, genuinely, right now, the way my game is trending, I could take on anybody in the world. The 10 shot challenge videos that we did with pros, yep. gone. Well, no, you, you start I'm just gonna 10 over par now. They can start 10 under. <laughs> I'm going to just play them straight up. Oh, wow. From from maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Let's try and win one first. No, but I've been in talks with Tubes about this. I'm going to set up a phone call with him, hopefully this week, about you versus <laughs> so I'm going to ring him now. <laughs> I'm going to ring him right now. Um, I think it'll be a good match. I, I think do. if you can get this confidence back, which you are doing, this um, renewed passion for practising, the world's your oyster. Oh, there's no, I want to rematch against every... <laughs> body that's come on the channel and beat me or have I been on their channel that I want a rematch against all of them call Peter Finch out now now <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the wrong camera now it's, it's game time anyone who wants it I'll Any, give it to you anybody that wants it yeah wow I don't want to I want you to play well but it'd be funny if you big all this over and you place one and get beat 10 and 8 no it doesn't Pete, happen anymore Pete 10 and 8 no I'm a different man I'm at, the, the golfer that played Grant is now dead to me. Oh, wow. Even that guy. Wow. Even that guy I was bigging him up. Wow. He, he, well, he's a flash in the pan compared to the golfer I am now. So this new golfer, this new Rick Shields, how would people who get beat by you describe you when they say, God, I got beat by Rick today, 10 and 8? Slade. Yeah, but how would they explain, is he, are you gritty? Are you just a bomber? Relentless. Are you just re relentless? I like that. Relentless and impossible to play picture the scene i'm playing you in this new you this is new guy i hit the green in two i've got an eight foot for birdie okay you hit your second shot in a bunker plugged against the lip i'm thinking won the hole next thing you hit it out and you hole it from the Correct. bunker i just missed the putt. i'm one yep. down already yeah that's how the day goes doesn't doesn't it doesn't end as well wow I'm letting you off lightly there. Wow. Put it in the bunker on purpose. <laughs> Five minutes. No, I don't, I'm I don't find bunk, I don't find bunkers anymore. <laughs> it's all fun and games. Um, speaking of fun and games, though, Rick, um, this week was the um, Live Golf Team Championship, and the big one, the big one, um, and yeah, I as we spoke briefly about on uh, before we started the podcast. I made some... Um, you got some hot water. I got a little bit of hot water this week, which I wanted to cover because I, I think I, I use social media and I'm sure you know this as a bit of a a bit of a gauge to see what people's reactions are and to, to poke the birds a little bit and to see what, what nibbles I can get. Like, let's be honest. And as we've said, this week was the Live Golf um, Team Championships final, which Bryson went on to win with the Crushers. And um, I did a tweet on Saturday evening that was very provocative. And I said, sorry, but I think Live Golf is trash. Was there any ciders involved? No. This was straight up. This was watching Live Golf and being a little bit silly. And what I often do, I'll be honest, is I do something on Twitter and then I close my phone. And honestly, I forget. I kind of genuinely forget I've done it. Not forget, but don't think about it. I looked back at my phone as I got in bed and it was going hot, right? And I thought, wow, should I delete this because it's getting a bit crazy? I thought, you know what? I'll leave it because it gives us content for the podcast and we can talk about it. But what I didn't expect though was to wake up and have a live player actually question me and want to know more. So I said, I put, I'm sorry, but live golf is trash. And, and what, what give us a bit of context to you, to your so, reasoning behind so, that. So, okay. 
When Live Golf first launched, I was quite excited for the prospect of a new tour, a new new something, okay? And, and, and personally, and people can have opinions on Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This or that. I wasn't too uh, interested or anything about where the money was coming from and all that. I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not intelligent enough to understand all the politics of Saudi Arabia and all things they've done or not done. And selfishly, as a golf fan, I'll be honest, I didn't really care. Maybe that's a bad thing to say openly, but I didn't. I want to find this new product and same as if as a football fan, you know, if Saudi Arabia plow money into Newcastle United and you're a Newcastle fan, I think most fans probably accept that and think, well, let's buy the best players, let's become a formidable force, which it looks like they are doing now. So I was all, all kind of for it. And I love this idea of this kind of team element and, um, you know, almost having whether it be team tailor-made or team Nike or whatever, I don't know. And obviously started to sign players from the get-go that were impressive and obviously more players have come. And I loved all this rumour mill of who was going to join Live, and it gave me something exciting. And I was quite open to the 54 holes. Again, that doesn't offend me. I don't care if a competition's over 18 or 72. If anything, I think the shorter the better. I was somewhat excited for the shotgun start, more consumable. It was on YouTube, which is a platform obviously I love and live on. So it was a lot that was going well, you know, it pro kind of potential live. Then obviously the team names, I just, and that's a silly thing to say, but I think the team names in a lot of uh, circumstances are a bit silly. You know, I just, I just do. And that, that can, but I can overlook that. But where I've come up to the conclusion, and again, this is my opinion, other people are allowed to love live. And that's something I want to push on this, this as well. I've got no issue if people love live because that's great. It's more people watching golf and potentially starting golf. So if you're watching this and you love live, that's okay. But for me, and trash is a strong word, I know I was using that word quite provocatively, but the reason I'm going to come on to it, I know I'm a long-winded way of getting to that point. Every time I've turned it on, I find myself within minutes just lost, bored, just not, not engrossed by it at all. And I was trying to explain this to my wife the day I was telling her about it. And I was like, the shotgun start as a fan going to the event, this is something I must add, I've been to two live events, is brilliant. Watching at home, 
there's almost too much action. And that might sound um, like I'm going against a point. I say it's boring, but I actually found this hit, 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 hit. I just almost can't take on what I'm watching. I just can't get behind it. It does It does sometimes feel a little bit more like a montage. Correct. When, when play is taking place, it feels a little bit like a montage of clips until four hours later when when golfers are coming around to their 18th hole and you're starting to understand, all oh, right, this is what the leaderboard's starting to look like. Yeah, and, and then a, a few people as well tweeted me saying, yeah, but last week you were saying that Liv should get world ranking points. Still stand by that. Taylor Gooch has won three times this year. He's obviously come out of the, the individual winner of Liv this year. He's not the 180-odd best player in the world or whatever. He's better than that. So Liv Golf should be awarded. And just because I don't necessarily enjoy watching it doesn't mean that these guys don't deserve the plaudits for winning events and stuff like that. I've just found a few things as well a little bit like gimmicky, like the whole ring for winning. I know that's something that's done in other American sports, but like Greg Norman got down on one knee to give Taylor Gooch the ring. And I just it's just not for me. But again, that doesn't mean that other people can't enjoy it. So, you know... It's not a product that I enjoy right now. I will continue to kind of watch it. I'm always excited. You know, don't, I'm the first person, if there's a rumour tomorrow that Scotty Scheffler's going to live. Well, this will be where the rumours start now. Correct. Season's ended. Yep. This is where people will start to talk now. And I'm all for that. I, I love the rumour mill, so I'm not against that. But then obviously Lee Westwood tweeted me, which was quite surreal, asking why is that? Now, to be fair, I, I kept quite a simple point as to live golf is trash. So he asked why. And um, my response to Lee, which I didn't quite articulate as much as I have in this, because it's obviously Twitter. I just, but honestly, I feel it's so difficult to get entertained. Uh, it just feels meaningless. I put the team championship on last night and within minutes I was bored and it just feels irrelevant who wins. That's just my opinion though. And I'm sure players, for players, it's amazing. Um, just one thing to add on to that as well, because a few people end up being silly in the comments as you always do. I've got massive respect for Lee Westwood for a number of reasons. Firstly, and obviously he's a better golfer than I would ever dream to be. He's got more talent in his little toe than I will ever possess. Um, you know, the, the things he's done for golf are incredible. We've spent a full day with him filming before we joined Liv and he was an incredible guy. I got on really well with him. He gave us so much time. He stayed after us for a drink and I found him very kind of down to earth. Mm. And, and the final point, and it might be a bit of a silly one to say, but I know his son's a golfer now. Is it Sam, his yeah. son's name? And I've, I've heard on the great van, he's a nice guy, nice lad. And, you know, from, it sounds a bit deep this, but from becoming a parent myself quite recently, I've started to look at things a bit differently now. And if somebody's raised a good child, it often means, you know, they're a good parent and a good person. So kudos to him for that. You know, I've heard again, his, his lad, he's a really nice lad and obviously a good golfer as well. So it's nothing to do with Lee Westwood. And I was quite, quite happy that he, he weighed in and, and, you know, he obviously, and rightly so, enjoys being on live and wants to kind of defend it and, and, and give his opinion on it, which is great. And I think more golfers should use the social media for that. They've got a platform, we'll use it. But that was just my take on it. And, and maybe it's a bit hot-headed and a bit rash and a bit clickbaity and a bit, you know, social media centric. But as a golfer, I'm just not a fan of it. And there's, I'm not going to name the account. I don't want to give him any more um, limelight. But there's a golf account that's quite big with Twitter. Uh, sorry, it's quite big on Twitter with Liv. And they did a tweet after the event yesterday saying something along the lines of, uh, I'm sorry, but Liv is awesome. If you don't like this, you don't like golf at Guy Charnock. And I thought, that's a bit pathetic. I've played golf since I was eight years old, like 25 years now. I've worked in golf for all of my working life. And obviously I love what I do. I'm very fortunate. You can't tell me because I don't like the product that you like. I don't suddenly like golf. I would never dream of telling someone that loves Liv, who doesn't like PJ Tour, or doesn't like golf YouTube or whatever it might be, that you don't like golf because of that. It's entirely up to us what we like and what we don't like. And that is my rant over.
Very good. I'm, I'm glad you had more than, what is it, 140 characters no, to but, explain but, it. No, but... What, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, but you're, I know you're, you've not, and this is, you'll admit this, not watched a ton of it. That's fine. You don't watch loads of PJ Tour, neither do I, but it's just not quite there for me yet. Maybe it will be one day. Yeah. I, I only spotted the, the clips that was on social media over the weekend of, obviously we saw Team Crushers win. Mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau, um, his team won the overall championship I'll be honest, I don't really know what the tournament was. Was it like a match play tournament? They were playing almost like round robin. I think like it was match play and then it, I think it did then go to stroke play. So, you know, I, I didn't particularly know the format. I suppose that's it's only its second year round, so I might not know the format just yet. Um, the, the one thing I'm finding challenging, and, and even when I see people wearing certain apparel from the brands, uh, from the teams... Is how do you, how are people picking teams? Mm. Like, I almost understand why the Aussies would straight away go for like Cameron Smith's team, the yeah. Rippers. That kind of makes the most sense to me. My probably favorite team at the moment is Majestics mm-hmm. because I know the, the guys pretty well. Westwood, Poulter, Sam Horsfield, and I've I've, I've met Henry Stenson, albeit briefly, and and their class is almost the UK team as such because yeah. it's a lot. But I'm I'm not fully, fully connected to the team. It's not like it's really gripping me and dragging me in. Where going back to your point, uh, uh, you know, at the start of the chat then, one of the ideas originally was to have these teams as almost team tailor-made, yeah. team Nike, team Lylan Scott, you know, that would maybe give you a little bit of a reason to support said team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I'd, to some degree... I wouldn't actually mind it if the teams were from countries. Yeah. So if there was a team UK, mm-hmm. that's your team. Yeah. It's almost chosen for you. Yeah. You know, and, and going back to the Ryder Cup, one of the things I loved about the Ryder Cup was the camaraderie, the, the fact that I am team Europe. Like I am supporting a team and, and I've had to decide this team. Yeah. It's decided for me. A bit like when you support England, when we obviously played Italy last week, like you watch him because, it's not a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm English. I'm, I'm supporting England again. Manchester United. I was born in Manchester. My family brought me up as, as a United fan. It's almost it's been done for me. With this, I'm finding it somewhat challenging that the the, the connection between the fan and the team there's something missing, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on, and I don't think the names are the best. But I think if if it was teams that were actually if there was a team USA. I think yeah. that would do well better. I, I, and you could, you could, sorry, just no, on that, you could actually have multiple Team USA's. Mm-hmm. You could have Team USA 1, Team USA 2. You don't have to have just one team. But I feel like it would help you make that connection with the players. And like, when Crushers won yesterday, what what's my feelings? When I, when I see that champagne pin popped yesterday on the 18th Greens or so on social media, I was trying to almost capture my feelings at that point. And there's a couple of feelings I get straight away. I'm, I would class our, us as somewhat pally with Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. And I look at that straight away and go, brilliant, Bryson's won. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Like, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that for me that he's won. Not really, but I'm happy he's won. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? They get another $3.5 million. Brilliant. What, what does it actually mean to them? Like genuinely now, what does three point five million dollars actually mean to them? Like that, and 
I'm sure all these guys would say, well, three point extra, another 3.5 million get, sets up my kids, 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 <laughs> kids' lives. I get that. But it's like, that's the bit that I'm kind of missing a little bit from. Um, and I think social media don't do themselves any or social media hasn't done live any service because every account that you follow that's not a live actual account. Sorry, the uh, the podcast just cut out for a second there. Matt just told us off camera. So I don't, I'm not quite sure where I was up to, but if like, I, I'm not even sure when, like if it's another 3.5 million pounds to, or dollars to Bryson DeChambeau, like I don't even know what it means to those guys anymore because, mm. you know, <laughs> it's not like me winning a, a fiver against a mate of mine. Like I don't, I can't quite, I can't quite almost understand the value of it all because I think social media, when it's not live centric accounts, all the social media platforms, whether it's golf magazines, whether it's other publications, the big story they're always talking about, and I've, I've touched on this from the very, very, very beginning of live is all they want to talk about is the money. Yep. And and for me, it, that's where it just loses that little bit of connection. I'm not, again, I've been to a live event. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was perfect, but it wasn't bad. It's, it's better a, as a fan on site than a fan viewing. It's 100%. the second year of it running. Do we have to give it time? What can change? You know, are we going to see a new wave of PGA Tour players moving to live this winter time because there seems to be a lot of talk and whether it's just hot air or not like Greg Norman coming out and saying he, he's he's constantly being messaged by big mm -hmm. name PGA Tour players to join mm -hmm. live well let's see actually what happens going back I do think the PGA Tour I feel sorry for the DP World Tour, European Tour. I feel like that's really kind of vanished a little bit I do feel like the PGA Tour has become a better product for it I, I just, I'm not sure yet. I, 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 for me at the moment, I've had positive thoughts, negative thoughts. I am still sat on the fence with splinters in my ass because I'm still not sure where, which way the fence I want to land on. I, I just can't look past it. It's only been two years. Yeah, I think you're right. I just think a couple of your points there, and bizarrely, if I'm going to kind of almost play devil's advocate with sense and sit on the side of live just for these, when you say about Bryson winning, you're right, the money probably means irrelevant, nothing to him. But when you are that level of competitor or anyone who's a golfer, really, if I put you for a fiver now and you win, you don't care about the fiver. You don't care if I don't even give you the fiver, but you've beat me. I'd like to think, and I'm sure it is, that the case of Bryson and Crushers, who won this week the team championship, the money is secondary. They, as you know, professional, elite, competitive golfers know they've beaten every other person in the field and they've won. I think that is what I'd like to think is how what motivates them. And then on the team element as well, you're right. I personally as well, like what you've said, I've really found it hard to, to choose a team. I think Liv's answer or, or pro live people's answer would be, well, you pick your favourite golfer and you go with their team or whatever it might be or the colours that you like. And I know obviously Live Golf on the website had, a, had a, a thing you could pick a team. You know, you put in all your details and it gives you a team. But there's other things that confuse me and people may comment below and make me look silly how simple it is. But like most teams have it, well, all the teams have a team captain, but the Majestics have three. Mm. So they've got Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood and Henrik Stenson. So there's three out of the four players are captains. I don't quite know what that means. How can 75% of a team be a captain? I don't know. But like you said, you are right. And it's a very you know, wise take to say, well, let's leave it a bit longer. And, I, and, and we should do it. It has only been two seasons, but then on the same breath, it's been two seasons with an infinite amount of money and some of the best players in the world. And I'm still not enjoying it. Will that change in three years or four years? It might do. And then last, last thing on the teams thing, again, you're right. It's hard to pick a team, but 
if you know if you've got somebody now who is loving live and they are a hardcore range goats fan and they've got a two-year-old son or daughter that son or daughter may well grow up like well, that's you, what I mean. it might a, be time. yeah exactly it might be time and I'm, I'm open to that and i think that's where i always think about it meaningless that like you know to me a pj tall win or a masters win or a major win whatever means so much a Ryder cup win for me personally the crushers winning at the weekend though i'm happy for bryson doesn't mean a lot in 10 years might be the absolute big, biggest thing on the planet i, I mean, don't know but i think i think the challenge is a lot of these startup organizations let's say the first ever Ryder cup wasn't a big golf event no it's a tiny tiny little golf event that you know samuel riders idea to bring you know the europeans and the uk together sorry usa and uk together originally is what it was let's have a match let's you know play for the rider cup although you're right do you not think though but the very definition of what it was is what you're playing for so you're representing uk quite possibly and even like if you think about football back in the day i'm sure again people with more knowledge might correct us but liverpool football club would have been blokes from liverpool yeah. playing against blokes from manchester, manchester or yeah. whatever and you're playing for that whereas these made up teams just feel too made up so yeah. early on but yeah, sorry well, just that's, interrupt but that's what like you know, all of the, you know, the big sporting events that we think of right now. And you're right, the Olympics, you're playing to represent your country. Yep. And and that's what goes back to my point of this. I almost feel like there needs to be a deeper rooted reason to support a team. Mm. And, and at the moment, I've not got that deep, deep connection with any team. I think when I actually did the, the team picker online, it actually had me as a Range Goat fan. Nice. I think they're my, my least favourite team. <laughs> Sorry, my chair is quite noisy if you can hear it. Like genuinely, I, I feel like they're the team that I, I have the least amount of connection with. Yeah. Genuinely. Yet the, the online pick had me as a Buddy Range Goat fan. As always, we'd love to hear people's opinions. If you want to do it on, on this video, comment down below or emails in. The only thing we ask is keep it respectful. If you're very much on one side of the fence with other, doesn't mean the other people are wrong. You know, if you love Liv, that's brilliant. You don't have to destroy me for not liking Liv. And if you hate Liv, you don't have to destroy other people who love Liv. We're all allowed our opinions, but it's great to hear people's thoughts as well. And who knows, we might be sat here in five years and I might have eaten my hat, Rick. I might be wearing a range goat hat. I mean, the Ryder Cup changed your mind this year. It did. It did. I mean, that's only, how many years has that become? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's give it another 70 years. Having said all this, if Bryson wants me to be a Crusher's like mascot, I reckon I could do that. Just to go to all the events, just wear Crusher's merch, just mince around. I think I'd do a good job of that. No. <laughs> Goes back to your point before about the money. <laughs> oh yeah, I could be bought. I could definitely be bought. Right. Um, Interesting take. Okay, so a couple more bits before we... Um, have our lunch, Rick, because we've not eaten yet and you're getting hungry. This is a question that I had to put on your radar. Um, it's one I've seen a little bit and I, I'm very obviously bringing this point to, to the table now today. It's from Jaden Duploy, I think his name is. His question is simple, Rick. Rick Shields merch, where is it at? Jaden, did you say? Jaden. Jaden. That question could never be more timely now long time listeners fans of the channel will know that i have said many 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 times before that merch is on the horizon 86 times it's been i lied mm. all those other times so his nose got a so straight long. face lied to you no i didn't to be honest we have had i mean there's literally merch behind us mm. we have had merch in the pipeline for a long time but we've never 
either one, dedicating enough time to it to make it what we think merch should be. Yeah. Like we didn't want to just throw out crap. We didn't want to use a company where the product was crap. We expect you guys who listen, watch, etc., to um, value the products that we put out, whether it's a video, a podcast, whatever it may be. We we pride ourselves in making it the best product we can possibly release. And we're doing that the same with Merck. Now, that doesn't mean for one second the price is going to reflect that. We're going to keep the price to a price point that is going to cater for everybody. Mm. So Merch, you hear it here first, right now here on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, will be available to buy Go on. and be delivered to your door pre-Christmas. The only thing, Rick, that could make this even better for me would be if you said to me, which I don't think you will, that was anything to do with like the clubhouse merch. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Well, oh no, don't. There is a very nothing on the on the merch side is limited, right? Bar, go on. We have got a limited drop of a few select products, which is clubhouse only limited oh. edition merch wow so this genuinely we've put a lot of effort into this we've had lots of input designs um it's going to be a really good range of merchandise which you as fans will want to cherish represent show off also great products for friends and family who are fans of the channel so if you want to buy uh, your son your friend your dad merchandise it will come ready pre Christmas. I've got a theory to this. So say if you play golf, you love this podcast or like this podcast and you're in the car with your partner, your parents, whoever it might be, someone that would buy you a gift and you're thinking, right, well, they would ever listen to Rick Shields golf show because they don't like golf themselves, but they're going to be buying me a Christmas gift. Get in the car with them. Just put the podcast on now. Rick, there's some great gifts coming um, to rickshields.com, isn't there? For people who love golf, that person in your family who deserves a great Christmas present or even a birthday present. Uh, what's the website again and what can you sell on there for golf fans? There sure is, Guy. <laughs> Thank you for asking me what is it? the question. <laughs> um, yes, you can visit rickshields.com, our brand new state-of-the-art website, which has only just had a soft launch at the moment. So jump over there and check it out, rickshields.com, link in the top line of the description. And you can find out very mm. soon, not available yet, you'll find a tab on there, which is merchandise, which is not open yet, the Rick Shields shop. As soon as that store is open, you will know about it here on the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast pre-Christmas 2023. Hopefully that was a good subtle hint to people listening to buy their friends, family, Rick Shields merch. That's all I want for Christmas. All anybody wants for Christmas, yep. let's be honest. I'm going to get two head covers, but use them as oven gloves. Nice. That's, that's what I'm going to... Uh, towel. They're, good, they're good for feet warmers yes. as well. Um, towel as a bath towel. Why not? Um, and I might get a put head cover. For, the, the, for why don't you get my, four of them yep and if you've got a dog which i know you don't but if a friend has got a dog yeah you can use them as little boots i could get two for my daughter little boots for her she needs Perfect. shoes soon and then i think she you know what i think she'd really like mm -hmm. and i think she'd get a lot of use out of a mm -hmm. lot of playtime a ball marker oh yeah could swallow it <laughs> it's too big, <laughs> oh, that's big true one. yeah got the casino chip ones yeah so she 
she could play. I mean, the games that she could play with that ball marker. Could roll it, throw it, flip it, flip it, spin roll it. it. Yep. Oh wow! I think I want one nice. You can sell <laughs> sell sand. You could Rick. Wow. Yeah, I'm in. So it's rickshields.com. Coming very soon. Very, very soon. But do check out the website anyway, because it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, last couple of questions then before we wrap this up. Um, a nice one from Darren Fitzsimmons. He said, uh, when I ask for questions, waste of time, you never get asked them, so I'm stopping watching. So that's from Darren. Thanks, Darren. Um, I just commented, I'll read that one out for you. Uh, and Declan Murphy, we kind of alluded to this at the start, Rick, but he said, how did you celebrate with your victory over Grant? Did you have a curry? Mm, what did I do? You know what I've got really into recently? Yoga. Thai food. Ooh, nice. Well, not so recently because now I'm eating healthy, but uh, <laughs> tha- yeah, tha- like a chicken pad thai. Yeah. <sighs> nice. Spring rolls. Yeah, like Sweet spring chili. Rolls. Prawn crackers, sweet chili sauce, chicken pad thai. Mm. And I also got twice now, I've been to said establishment three times, but the first two times I ordered, and I should have ordered the third time, spicy chips. Oh, yeah. Like they've like peppers and oh, rah, rah, rah. Rah, yeah, man. Um, the last last <laughs> two questions, uh, but just a quick one on, on Darren's point. Yep, how many questions have we had even just this week? Oh, loads, hundreds, thankfully. So, unfortunately, Darren, I'm really sorry we don't get a chance to read them all. One thing we like doing, and this is really helpful if you can, people listening, you don't have to obviously. If you see a question, you think that's a really good question, just like it. And then if there's a question like 10, 12, 15 likes, it shows people care about that question. This is a good question, it's only short and snappy from James Lawrence, Scotty Cameron or even roll and why well you've got one in the bag which is an even roll you've had it in for donkey's years but I feel like if I was going to gift you a nice putter for your 40th birthday Thanks. you'd appreciate a Scotty Cameron I would have really more. appreciate it thank you if anyone from Titus is listening <laughs> um, uh, I, I think both style of putters obviously Scotty Cameron it goes without saying they've won God knows how many major mm. championships around the world like you know as a pedigree product it is absolutely top of the list um I think maybe I just view Scotty Cameron a bit like a, a role, like a Rolex yes. or like a piece of jewelry. Like, yeah, of course it can tell the time better than most things, but like, it's a very expensive way of telling the time. It, like a Scotty Cameron, to be honest, even rolls aren't cheap, but like a Scotty Cameron, I always feel like it's a really expensive way to put. And I always think as well, they, if you keep it in good condition, they really don't devalue much over time. I don't um, get it wrong. I've got, I've got some, I've got a collection, but like, not so many of them. <laughs> but um, no, we've been in it. We actually had a. It was last week when I got quite sore arms because we spent. Was it about three hours emptying out your Scotty Cameron collection? Just been in a load of them. Four thousand he had gone. <laughs> the thing is with my little kind of very small but select amount of Scotty Cameron <laughs> putters right. is um, each one of them is a putter I'd never use. Yeah. Like they are actually genuinely pieces of jewelry. Yeah, almost no. like when I show people, I'm like. Have a look at this and I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I'm like, I'll never use it, but like, look how good it is. But the only downside to Scotty Cameron's is now I'm not, I could easily do this, but I thought you could almost get into a habit of what I want that one. I mm. want that one and literally collecting them. And that's not a bad habit to have, I suppose, but they're just so, they are like, that jewelry is the best way. They're Moorish. They are more, yeah, they are. <laughs> and then last question from Jack Leonard What's your favorite thing about winter golf and your least favorite thing about oh God, winter golf? I don't know if I have a favorite thing. Um, Two no, there's actually two things I love about winter golf. Mm-hmm. Okay, preferred lies. Oh yeah, I really like preferred. Well, then lies. it's hard going back to normal lies in the summer. Really, really <laughs> hard. So preferred lies I love, and genuinely I love the fact you can play like target golf. It just stops. Just like just whip anything in, it just like plugs. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. And the greens aren't like stupidly fast. Yeah. 
those type of things. I hate, hate with a passion. It's not so much winter golf, but it's autumn golf leaves. Yeah. Okay. I hate leaves. And then moving into winter golf, I hate mats. Yes. Yeah. 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 I hate mats. Yeah. 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 Teeing off from on, on, and I don't mind them on par threes. Oh, Matt, our mats. <laughs> we hate mats. <laughs> we hate all mats. If, you li- if you're listening from the US or anywhere that's warm, you won't even understand the challenge that UK has. No. Like, we have to go out there and play sometimes on winter greens, mm. which is a hole cut in the fairway, like 30 yards short of the green. Mm. Awful. You've got to play off mats. You've got to carry this little slither of mat around with you and it's bloody awful um then also a lot of the teen grounds need to get protected so they put a big like range mat on the teen ground God. and you, sometimes you cannot put your tee this in is first world problems to the max I I agree with you know the only thing and this, i don't really play golf in the winter now what i actually used to like about winter golf and it sounds a bit silly was finishing and going to the clubhouse and it was just like a nice you get warm again and you're like if you played okay as well it's even better you've like shot an all right score it's like yeah i've played golf today i've done a bit of exercise i've enjoyed myself and I was debating maybe not playing, but I decided I definitely would play and I'm glad I did. And I'm now having chips and gravy or chips, beans or whatever it might yeah. be. There's nothing, nothing else that beats like a day that should on paper be freezing cold. Mm. Like yesterday, I don't know if it was warm where you were it yesterday. Was. It was a beautiful, beautiful autumn day yesterday. And you, and I always like it when you, you leave the house and you're like, you've wrapped up and you put a coat on and you get out and you go, oh, but yeah, it's warmer than I thought. <laughs> jackets off and you're like god it's like bloody summer mm. indian bloody summer here but like that can happen sometimes at a golf like you'll you'll be planning to play on a saturday sunday with your pals and and you think god i'm gonna need five layers i'm gonna need hand warmers a bobble hat and all this and you get there and you go it's actually better than i thought you know what i used to love though it was ridiculous but like when i was maybe a junior or just just a bit older going to the golf club to play at a tea time and then one of the four dropping out oh it's too cold can't bother today and you'd finish, it was freezing, it was horrendous weather, we'd text your mate as if they should have played. It was actually not bad, you know, it was fine. Once you got past the first few, it stopped raining, it was fine, yeah. And it was like, oh, it was the worst day of my life. I can't let that person know it was the worst day of my life. No, and and then there's nothing worse than when it's actually freezing cold and your hands are freezing, you thin it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Winter. That's God. why That's why I'm jumping on a few planes this winter and trying to get out of it because I think filming, certainly filming in the winter is, uh, oh God, sends shivers down my spine. best advice for anyone who doesn't like playing golf in the winter is just on the, the, yeah, <laughs> the four hours you would spend going to the golf club and playing in the round, maybe the half an hour either side, that's called it five hours. Sit in a dark room with your phone and just watch Rick Shields videos on repeats over and over and over and over again. That's the best advice I you give. I think so. Or, buy merch. Buy merch. Or genuinely use those five hours a week to actually practice oh, on the game. Oh, there he is, Mr. Practicer. So maybe, maybe, you know, put a bit of grind session in. God, you changed. The other day, I'm I miss the old Rick. I'm not joking to you, Guy. Oh, they've gone now. You know what Rick Shields I'm a fan of? The one who eats a burger, doesn't practice golf, gets beat 10 and 8 by Grant Horvath. Not this new one that's all like eating healthy and had, being um, all right at golf. I had proper like proper hard calluses the other day. I was dead proud of myself. Oh, wow. I've gone now. <laughs> Imagine the guys and the girls in the car now having on the building site all day, <laughs> grafting in the cold, <laughs> six in the morning till six at night, put tea on the table. <laughs> I'm not talking about eating too many balls. We've got, I, I, you know what it was? In your heated simulator. What's that? Got aircon as well. It gets oh, wow. too hot. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I feel like you got, 
there was a counselling session there. You got a bit yeah. off your chest. Yeah, you I'm banned to. from Twitter for seven days, so I'll, I'll see you on Twitter in eight days' time and I'll be slagging off somebody else, well, you sure. got, you got a few months now. There's no live for a, a while. Oh, no. Who can I go after? Um, Peter Finch. Peter Finch, yeah. Start the beef again. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you all soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 